Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 5 The Magical Parrots of Flambeau by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi Chapter 1 Masters of Disguise Night was settling over the kingdom of Sandlandia. In the shadow of Ilia Grande, off the coast of Frenchtown, a ship called the Challenger waited. This proud vessel was commanded by Nika the Navigator, and though she was anchored close to the shore, the ship was hidden in a cove, camouflaged with palm fronds and seaweed. Lookouts had been posted, floating inside spy logs, which bobbed innocently by the shore. The logs looked completely normal, but they were very special indeed. They were the ingenious invention of Buster, the Challenger's science officer. The waters around Ilia Grande were infested by Jacka, vicious creatures which looked like crocodiles, but which were actually spies for the evil Prince Igor. If they had spotted the lookouts, the game would have been up in seconds. But the spy logs had been designed so that there was no way to get inside them at either end. On the top of each log was a circular trapdoor just big enough for one of Nika's navigators to wriggle through so they could hide inside the log. They would pull the trapdoor down and peek through the specially designed spy holes. They could see and hear everything. But no one had any idea they were anything more than an innocent log. And, most importantly, the spy logs were totally jacker-proof. Aboard the Challenger, Nika the Navigator and Buster were preparing to leave their spot by Ilia Grande and row ashore to infiltrate French town and spy out the land. Nika drew out her talker listener and pressed the number for the super sleuths back in Sandopolis. Hello, me hearties, she said, her face splitting into a grin, the golden rings on her ears glinting in the moonlight. Nika reporting in. We are ready to go ashore. Over. Hi, Nika. Sleuth's here, crackled Zav's voice from the talker listener. Urgent message. We think you should abort the mission. It's too dangerous. The House of Barbosa are on red alert. You'll be recognised for sure. Nika laughed and winked at Buster. Oh, don't you worry, my friends, she said reassuringly. We are in disguise. Even you wouldn't recognise us. Just like Sherlock Holmes, crackled a different voice, Milo's this time. Elementary, replied Nika. My dear Watson, was the instant reply. If Sherlock can do it, we can too, Nika reassured the sleuths. So don't worry. And she grinned at Buster, who looked completely unrecognisable. Nika and Buster had spent the last two hours completely transforming their appearance. Buster normally had floppy fair hair which hung over his face. Now it was smooth 
and coal black, scraped back into a ponytail, completely changing the shape of his face. He had rubbed a handful of dirt into his face and hands to make him look grimy and unwashed, and had also put a large pebble in his boot, so he walked with a pronounced limp. Nika wore a battered hat pulled low over her eyes, which she had stuffed her dreadlocks into, and she was wearing long sleeves to make sure her turquoise hummingbird tattoo was completely hidden. That was the first rule of disguises. Hide any distinguishing features which could easily give you away. Nika had made her skin grimy like Buster's, wore an eye patch, and had painted some of her teeth black for good measure. To complete her disguise, Nika walked with a stooped back and had given her tummy a bit of extra padding. Together, these two changes made her body shape and walk completely different. Dressed as they were, in filthy, tattered, smelly old clothes, anything less like their usual swashbuckling appearance was hard to imagine. Nika and Buster looked like two good-for-nothing sailors who were down on their luck and not worth a second glance. Which, of course, was precisely the impression they had worked to achieve. Roger that, came Zelly's voice through the talk listener, but be careful. We'll stay under the radar, replied Nika. The aim of this operation is to find out what those troublemaking pirates are planning and to see how much support Igor has gathered in Frenchtown. If Igor and the pirates still have their spy in the king's inner circle, they'll know we're planning something and could be suspicious, said Milo. And if we know anything about the Black Cross gang, it's that they'll stop at nothing to get power and money, added Zav. We know they're in cahoots with Igor, so watch your backs. The Black Cross gang were a group of evil pirates and were old adversaries of the sleuths. Together with Prince Igor, they were trying to take over Sandlandia and make freedom a thing of the past. Roger that, understood, replied Nika. Over and out. Nika and Buster silently climbed down the rope ladder fixed to the side of the Challenger. Ready for them in the dark water was their rowing boat. The moon had moved behind a cloud, making the night even darker. They had painted their rowing boat black, and with their dark clothes, they were perfectly camouflaged. They muffled their oars as they rowed with barely a splash across to French town. As they neared the shore, grey walls rose up out of the water on the quays, high and forbidding. Stay out, they seemed to say, frowning down at any visitors. What little light there was came from the occasional dim lamp, and it only added to the ghostly atmosphere. But worse was soon revealed. As Buster and Nika approached cautiously, they saw a huge flag draped proudly over the walls of Frenchtown, showing the letter B, entwined by green and yellow snakes. It was unmissable and made a clear statement. That letter B stood for the House of Barbosa, which Prince Igor belonged to. The ginormous flag made it clear that Igor believed he was the ruler of Frenchtown. He had taken over. 
High up, above the rigid grey walls, huge white birds patrolled. They were the cause, Igor's creatures, as were the serpents and the jacka, which inhabited the waters in the area. Nowhere was safe. The birds shrieked, their beady eyes scanning the town, acting as spies for the prince. Nika put a finger to her lips and pulled her battered hat lower over her eyes. There were many enemies here, and lots of them were not even human. In Frenchtown itself, armed officials of BIN, the Barbosa Information Network, prowled day and night, threatening and frightening the local people. A strict curfew was enforced, with a heavy penalty if anyone dared go out after nightfall. But Nika and Buster had a plan. In order to avoid all the spies and the bin men, they were heading towards a little-known and very secret landing area next to the pirates' favourite pub, right under their noses. Nika nodded at Buster, who gave the thumbs up as they approached the landing area in silence. Without a sound, they bumped gently into the quay and quickly tied their boat up. Climbing the rough stone steps up onto the quayside, the pair kept to the shadows, looking carefully around. They paused. No one was in sight, so they continued, treading softly, making their way towards the dimly lit, run-down building, which was the pirate meeting place, a little pub called the Bottle of Rum. Nika and Buster gave each other a final nod before pushing the door to the pub roughly open. This was the moment when their disguises would be put to the test, but they were ready. Swaggering over to the bar, they demanded tankards of ale from the shabby-looking barman and sat down in a corner to eavesdrop on the conversations. It was not hard to get the information they wanted. The pirates were talking of nothing else. You see, we're one step ahead of them pesky little brats. A squat, heavily built pirate was speaking and he had a vicious wooden club resting by his leg. He was leaning towards his companions, jabbing a fleshy finger at them to make his point, spittle flying from his mouth. They think they can get the better of us, the Black Cross Gang? Ha! Um, well, they did actually get the better of us, sort of, uh, didn't they? <laughs> this unwise challenge came from a skinny pirate with the worst teeth Nika had ever seen in her life. She stifled a snort of laughter. She knew who this must be. The sleuths had nicknamed him The Dentist because his teeth were so terrible. But the big pirate, he was bad news. His name was Humberto, and wherever he was, Vinicius, the leader of the Black Cross gang, was sure to be nearby. Buster did a sweep of the room, his sharp eyes taking in every detail. He gave Nika a minute shake of the head, 
Vinicius was not in the pub, at least not at that moment. Don't talk rubbish, you! Humberto had grabbed the dentist by the neck and seemed to be almost throttling him. Whose side are you on anyway? Uh, yours, um, ours, um, the pirates, the Black Cross Gang! The dentist stuttered, his skinny arms flailing, desperate for Humberto's meaty hands to relinquish their hold on his scrawny neck. Too right, Humberto replied, releasing the wheezing pirate who slumped back into his dilapidated chair with relief. But we've got one on them this time, Humberto continued, his mean piggy eyes lighting up with pleasure. Our spies are still in place in Sandopolis, right in the king's inner circle, under his very royal nose. And they're saying those meddlesome brats will try to come north and stop us. <laughs> well, we're going to block the way inland up the great river. That'll learn them. <laughs> And Humberto looked around in triumph. Before anyone could reply, there was a strange sound which made all other conversations dry up immediately. Rattle. 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 An emaciated, mangy cat had appeared, hissing, its one remaining eye swivelling in its socket, scanning the room with pure malevolence in its gaze. The rattling sound was made by the necklace of bones the cat wore around its neck. It was a horrible sight, and it made the atmosphere go cold. Everyone knew that the arrival of Rattling Cat meant only one thing. Vinicius, pirate leader of the Black Cross gang, was here. Humberto, came the cold, menacing voice of the man, dressed in a long black cloak. I do hope you're not talking about any secret plans in this pub. I would hate to have to report to Prince Igor that you were disloyal. A nasty silence followed this. Humberto gulped. Uh, no, no, course not. Vinicius, you know me. Loyal to me last breath. <laughs> Let's hope I never need to test that loyalty, came Vinicius's reply. It was almost a whisper, but the threat sliced through the air like the cutthroat razor Vinicius kept at his belt. There was another silence, during which even the shabby barman seemed to hold his breath. Then Vinicius turned to the bar to order a drink. Let's get out of here, mouthed Nika to Buster, who nodded almost without moving his head, and they slipped unnoticed, back into the night. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 2, Be Prepared. Want to read along? 
Super Sleuths Book 5, The Magical Parrots of Flambeau, is available now on Kindle. Help other people find sleuths by sharing our podcast or giving us a review. Check out Super Sleuth Story Club on Facebook and Instagram, as well as our website, supersleuths.net. See you next time.